Hello and welcome back to Upilile, the podcast. Here to serve your emotional wellness is Uzama Wutlemolefe, but my family calls me Uzama. And I guess we are at that point in the Upilile community where we can declare ourselves as a family. So in order to grow this family, please make sure that you're subscribed and show some love to the different conversations by leaving a like or a comment. But most importantly, share Upilile as a gift to those you love and desire a healthy emotional well-being for. Because my belief is that the various factors that influence us internally, whether it is our upbringing, family dynamics, or environmental factors, they trickle into how we show up in the various areas of our life. So this platform is purpose to provide a space where we have the uncommon conversation, allowing you to feel seen in your set of circumstances. And I have the pleasure of serving you in conversation because my favorite form of art is the art of conversation and hopefully leading you to an introspection so that you have a chance to show up as your most healed and authentic self in the environments of your calling. My desire is for you to live, fully live, so enjoy this conversation we are back and with a brand new podcast conversation i'm super excited because i almost broke my commitment to myself right my commitment to myself when the year began was that i was going to release a minimum of two episodes every single month and i took a shift in my life this season where i just took a chance on life i'll talk about it another time but the shift that i took really kind of disturbed um my routines right the hand has not worked out (laughs) in about two weeks right so um my podcast was also affected and i was just like oh my gosh it's almost month end i have no conversation i've not released my second podcast and i really just didn't want to do that to myself right because that's a promise that i made to myself and it's one that i intended to keep but god ever being so gracious gave me a conversation yesterday and when i looked at the calendar my heart when i saw that 31 because that meant i still had an entire day to record edit and release it before the month is over so this is that episode i'm super excited um to be sharing today because this is like a vindication (laughs) episode for me um it's a vindication episode for me so what are we talking about today we're talking about support I was watching this conversation with Lateris R. Whitfield and he was talking about support and we're going to give credit where it's true. And it kind of really opened my eyes so much because I found myself in a situation where I doubted, you know, because I doubted my love. I doubted my authenticity. I doubted the way in which I showed up. Because there was a person who was so needing um, of support from me. And I just kind of felt like they weren't receiving it the way that they wanted it. And it had me questioning my entire self, right? So when I watched that episode, I was just like, <gasps> what? So anyways, we do know that support is the way in which you show up, right? For those who are meaningful to you, those you have relationships with in your life. But 
the the same way i should stop using but right <laughs> the same way we have love languages um and we promote that okay if you have a partner and your partner um their love language is their love language is words of affirmation you know you ensure that in your dialogue in your speech in your communication you're affirming them as individuals right because that is something that is important to them and if your partner's love language is quality time, you ensure that when you're sitting, chilling with them, um, you are fully present because they love quality time, you know, and you give them that time. And I kind of realized that support has languages to it. But what I realized to be different about support is that in love languages we push this narrative that if your partner or if your friend or whoever you're in relationship with receives or is a lover of a particular language you as an individual have to become better in communicating love to them in a way that they are well they are going to receive it well or in a way that is meaningful to them so if there are words of affirmation as i was saying you try to become fluent in speaking words of affirmation. But I realized support falls a little bit differently. <laughs> and it falls a little bit differently because I feel or I believe that people respond in terms of scenes that require them to be supportive in a way that is most authentic to them, right? People will look at the scenario and they will respond in a way that comes most natural to them right and unlike unlike love languages um where as i was saying you are pushed to kind of really study what your partner um loves and you kind of do that i kind of feel like with support there was this thing this beautiful thing um that uh yanla vinsalt or vinsart or something i'm sorry for butchering her name but her yanla from fix your life she said something so beautiful the other day she was like she watches the way in which people love right and instead of trying to change the way in which they love to suit herself she chooses oh okay is the way you love the way i want to be loved right and if the way in which love comes most naturally to you is not what she needs she can decide to not participate in that instead of having the goal of trying to change you as an individual and i kind of felt the same way about support you can obviously always request that a person kind of hears or supports you the way in which you need to be supported definitely but sometimes there are also ways in which these support languages come most natural to individuals so this conversation with Lateris r whitfield um, really had me thinking and reflecting on how i show up in my relationships and my friendships and my family relationships versus maybe the expectation of what an individual would think is normal right because as i was saying sometimes we really communicate support in the best way we know how to in that season and in what 
feels natural to us. So I'm going to use a couple of examples. And these examples are personal to me because these are the examples that I was kind of looking at when I was reflecting about this conversation. Right. And the first one that I wanted to talk about is a friend of mine. So I had a friend of mine and she was sick once upon a time and her being sick kind of led her to be in hospital. Right. And I have a funky relationship with hospitals. Um, I'm just not trying to be in one. <laughs> you know, I'm just not trying to go there. <laughs> like I'm just, ah, you know, um, as I've shared with you guys previously, um, I am one of five children and three of my siblings have passed on. So my second sibling um, to pass on, Unosipo, um, was in hospital for the three weeks that she was alive, right? Which meant that we were in hospital, we were doing hospital runs so constantly. And I just have quite a trauma situation with hospitals and the machinery and certain sounds because i can remember those sounds as clear as day um when we would do those visits and she ended up losing her life so i just don't have a great relationship or correlation with hospitals and their sounds and people actually leaving them alive right so as as, as i was saying a friend of mine was sick and i just oh my gosh <laughs> i really wanted to i really did I wanted to go there more often than I actually went, right? Because I think I just get so caught up in my head. And I remember just wanting to go and going, but not being all the way supportive because my head was holding me back, you know? So you, you, you're in this place, I've gone to the hospital, went to go see my friend and you're there, but you're not all the way there because this is just a very traumatic space for you to be in, right? Now, the common thing or the common expectation in that scenario is here you have your best friend um she's not feeling well or here you have your friend she's not feeling well or whatever family member and the expectation is that oh if a person is in hospital okay we are there every single day we are there every single visiting hour and that is what will be commonly received as support but in this case you have a friend who's in hospital and another friend who has a trauma situation with regards to hospitals and you're showing up, you're here and you do make the visits in hospital, but you're not all the way relaxed because of the trauma that you have with hospitals and you really just can't get out of your head. But an alternative way was, okay, when she got out of hospital, you're trying to be there, you're trying to see her as often as you can ensure that you ease whatever it is that she's going through, check up on her and make sure that she's fine. You're cooking for the both of you guys. And that is what you could do more of rather than what is expected, which would have been showing up more often in the hospital. Right? Right. Second example that I wanted to use. I was once in this relationship, guys. <laughs> this is an entire story. I was once in this relationship where my supportive language if i can say it like that my supportive language wasn't all the way received so much so that i had even convinced myself mentally that maybe i wasn't as supportive as i thought i was right it had me questioning myself it had me questioning uh my love in essence because i was just like how is this person constantly not constantly but how is this person really just not receiving the way in which i show up right and it was just 
not all the way what it was supposed to be. So let me paint you guys a story, right? So the person, the story is about my apologies. It was really good for the conversation. <laughs> so I was dating this person, um, great guy, great individual. Um, and he was in the photography line of business, right? That was where he secured his bag. And one thing about me, I hate, this is hates taking pictures. <laughs> like I highly, highly dislike taking pictures so much so that at one point in time, my Instagram page had pictures of me just looking down the entire time because the only pictures that I actually like to take are pictures based off of my outfits, right? I love dressing up, right? And I like to keep memory because I know when it comes, even when I look at my mom's pictures, you know, you look at the things that they were wearing back then in the day. So that's the only reason I take pictures because I actually just want to keep memory of what I was wearing when. So anyway, so I'm dating this guy. He's a photographer. And so obviously when he buys equipment, not obviously, but when he buys equipment, um, maybe a new lens or a new flashlight or whatever, he needed, he needed a muse to kind of test out this equipment on. And this muse wasn't all the way a happy muse, <laughs> you know, you, I, I just wasn't all the way happy to kind of do that because I don't like taking pictures, you know. Um, so I wasn't a happy muse. He could tell it. It would kind of really ruffle things between us. It's like, oh, you know, you don't support what I do and um, you're just never happy to be doing certain things, et cetera, et cetera. So it was just this whole complaint about how I showed up with regards to um, this line of work that he was in. Right? Right. So for the longest time, I felt so awful. Like I felt so awful because I was just like, you know, was I wrong for not wanting to, you know, it's not like the whole relationship ending was just about that, but like, it was one of the things that were contributing factors because I was just like, oh, okay, you know, this person just doesn't get me all the way. And I felt so awful because I was like, okay, you know, should I have, tried a little bit more with regards to um being happier <laughs> when it came to like all these testing of equipments you know um if you want to try out something new being amused or whatever it is you know i was just like could i have done better and it was one of those things that i'd always just question myself about um and the way in which i could have supported him in that season so as i was watching this thing by letteris r whitfield and the guest that he had on, I was like, I felt so vindicated, guys. <laughs> I felt so vindicated because I realized, I well, guys, I'm a supportive hun. Now, what I realized was the way in which I showed up was possibly not what he valued at that time. And maybe he wanted something to show up a little bit differently. But I was a supportive hun. It just wasn't translated well. <laughs> now, let me share what I mean by saying I was a supportive hun. When this person had gigs, right? When I was available, I would be the assistant, the adjuster, the holder of the huge... You guys know photographers. If you do, you know. They have these big flashlights, right? I would hold the flashlight. I would carry this equipment around from scene to scene. Like... If I was available to do that, I was that hun. I was all in. I was the assistant <laughs> in terms of helping, right? 
And something else that I realized that, oh my gosh, this was actually me being supportive. Now, if you know me in the context of relationship, I am a peaceful hun, right? And a huge part of photography is the fact that you're interacting with beautiful people, right? I mean, gorgeous hunts. Gorgeous hunts. <laughs> and I was thinking, Uguti, Yazi, the entire time, if this person had a gig, I have never disturbed not a single gig. I have never called to confirm, are you really at the gig? Is the gig really about the gig? Do these hands want you? Is it the, like, I'm a grunter of peace <laughs> in a relationship. And when this man mentioned his wife showing up by being his peace, I was like, yes, hun. That's what I was doing. I was this person's piece. Not one time can this person quote. And there was this one time where I was suspicious of him and a client or whatever. Even if it would have been like a nude photography session. Not once am I going to bug you about it. Not once am I going to show any insecurity about anything that is relating to your work. Because I understood that you, did, like, you literally needed to secure your bag. Yeah, well, and this conversation by Letaris R. Whitfield really had me looking at those scenarios, looking at different scenarios that I've showed up in life where a person might have not all the way translated it the way that it was supposed to be translated because maybe they were expecting something different, right? And so it brought me to the conclusion that it's so important that first and foremost, if a person needs support in a particular way, right? They communicate it. This is how I'd love for you to show up in this season. And if it doesn't naturally fall with who the person is, be open to hearing a new language of support. Because sometimes we take simple things as a person being your piece and a person not nagging you about certain things and nagging you about minor details and you take that for granted and you think, oh man, that's just some, that's just the way they are. And you don't recognize that this is actually the person being or showing up the best way that they can, right? I think the last example that I actually want to use is um, when my brother passed on, right? Yeah, my brother passed on and we had we obviously had his funeral. And I remember a friend of mine, Unon um, Jabul, she showed up for the funeral, right? She was there at the church, um, there for the funeral, cool vibes. So as she was there for that funeral, I remember Ugutena, she has a problem with um, graveyards. So she's not a graveyard person. So she didn't go to the graveyard. When we left the church, she went with people who are going to, I think, I, I can't remember whether this was my grandfather or my brother's funeral. But anyways, she went with people who are going back to my grandmother's house. And I mean, this hun helped her heart out, helped her heart out, even did the same for my brother's unveiling, because she's not a, a, a graveyard person, went to my brother's home, helped her hot out now another person would have made a fuss about the fact that oh my gosh but like come with me to the funeral you know but because i was accepting of the fact that okay funerals or graveyards on her th on her thing 
I enabled her to show support the best way that she could as an individual, you know. So that really taught me, Ud, and it's so important to not only always look at the way in which you want people to show up, you know, the way in which you want people to support, but be open to how people are actually showing up and are actually going to support you. Because I remember, like, after that whole funeral thing or after that whole graveyard thing, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, your friend is so helpful or whatever. Because I had allowed her to be herself in the way in which she showed up for me, right? So I think that's all I wanted to share today. And I think I'd love it if everyone just looked at the ways in which maybe you've had relationships fall through because of the way in which you showed up and it might have had you doubting yourself and your genuineness and your authenticity in the way you show up and whether you are all the way loving or you you are all the way supportive and maybe consider the fact that in as much as your language of support wasn't welcomed in that season but you aren't all the way a bad person. <laughs> you know, this conversation is a vindicating conversation for myself because for a while there, you know, I, I questioned my authenticity. I questioned my niceness. I question because I know gentleness is not all the way my strongest point. Um, I'm just not all the way a normal person in terms of like, <sighs> you know, and at that time, I really questioned the way in which I showed up. You know, I was like, okay, maybe I should be more like other people. And then possibly I'll be well received. But I kind of just felt like certain things were just not authentic to me. And they authentically weren't me, <laughs> you know. So I think this conversation, listening to that conversation by Lateris Obwood was quite a eye opener for me, a vindicator for me. It had me really affirmed in a sense. I'm a nice hand. <laughs> I'm not all the way soft, right? I'm not all the way as gentle as I should be, but I'm a nice hand. <laughs> I literally am. And more than a nice hand, I'm a supportive hand. Like, I'm a supportive hand. And sometimes, guys, let's just allow people to be themselves and be open to different languages of support. Don't take the, the minor things for granted because maybe that's how a person is showing up for you. If you can afford to communicate how you want people to show up for you, communicate it. But when it doesn't come to authentically who they are, be accepting of that as well, right? So that's the conversation for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something from it. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Peace be unto you.